stay tuned with D Ray. I'm here with Chris and Rob of the Full Forty Podcast. What's going on with y'all? Yo, what's, what's going up, on? Man? What's going on, D-Ray? <laughs> that, coming coming to you like, from qu- quarantine headquarters in New York now. Oh, but this, so you're you're in New York City, Chris. Where you at? I'm in Jersey. All right, all right. So is it how is it hitting y'all up there? Because I know like it's starting to kind of hit Philly, like things are getting more and more quiet. But I seen a picture the other day, like Times Square is completely closed down. Like, what is it like up there right now? Yeah, New York's uh, New York's super weird right now. They started closing everything down a few days ago, and at mm-hmm. this point. I mean, there's really nobody out. You can go out to basically pick up lunch or pick up dinner, and, and that's pretty much it. I mean, everything's closed. All the restaurants are closed. The bars are closed. And I've been working from home for over a week at this point. And, yeah, it was it was kind of fun to start for about two days. And now it's just like, okay, this is what we're dealing with. It's crazy. It's, yeah. it's really – it's unlike anything I've seen. Uh, over here in, uh, in Jersey, it's – I mean, it's suburbs, so it's always kind of a little bit less going on. but it's interesting because you see people walking around at like different times of the day, like middle of the week, like me and whatever, just walking around. And yeah. I've like, I've like gotten off the sidewalk and walked into the street and avoided people. And it's <laughs> kind of like a, it's kind of like a friendly town. Yeah. Unlike like, you know, in New York, everyone just puts their head down and moves past each other. In my town, it's a little bit more like people say hello and that's not going on at all. Everyone's kind of avoiding each other. I'm totally, I totally did that. I absolutely walked off of the sidewalk to avoid people when I was out getting lunch yesterday. I was just Jeez. like, nah, I'm not going to take a chance. It's crazy. It's really, it's really crazy. That's a damn shame. I, I can't wait till all of this is over. And I, I'm sorry. I, I know we're here to talk about sports today, but like, I, I just had to ask like, what's, you know, what, yeah. what's it like? Cause if everybody dealing with it in different ways, but let's get right into it. Y'all have the full 40 podcast, which covers going over basketball and obviously, y'all part of Stay Tuned Network, and, and y'all are like some of my favorite guys. Y'all had me on the show, y'all had Shaq on the show, and as former Villanovans and host of a Villanova podcast, I can't imagine there were too many people looking forward, more forward, shall I say, uh, to the Big East tournament than y'all. Probably true. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah and it's definitely true. And New Yorkers to boot. To boot so. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So, we got to start off with. What do y'all think that last game? Because I, I don't really want to talk about Wednesday night. Because Wednesday night was weird. It was kind of changing. But we had talked about it right before we started off. That last game when they play a half of basketball. And I've already said it, this time of year is going to produce so many what-ifs. But they only played a half of basketball, St. John's versus Creighton. And a lot of people said that St. John's actually might have pulled off that upset. I just – just please. I mean, Chris, you you talked about actually on our podcast. Yeah. I guess before the Big East tournament, you were calling St. John's on a run. Yeah. So so the game that actually the half game that actually happened, as far as I'm concerned, is fake. That's like fake news all the way. Don't even because there's no <laughs> way people could have been taking like the players. The, the players seem to be playing hard. It was so eerie. It was so weird. It was almost like everyone knew that it was only a matter of time before they're just told to stop playing. I just can't take any of the results from the half of game that took place yeah. seriously at all. Um, but the, but I did think given that Zagorowski was was injured and given the fact that St. John's put a beating on Creighton in that building just like a couple weeks ago yeah. that I thought St. John's was going to beat them anyway. Damn. 
I think Creighton came out. They were high off their win off Seton Hall. They did the whole banner. They're the court storm, which is which was weird as shit. Um, yeah. And then and then and then they were going to run to St. John's again, who is playing hot and they're playing good for that new coach. Yeah. Rob, what you think? Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't buy it. Uh, I mean, St. John's would have been a nice story, but I mean, Creighton's Creighton's Creighton. That's a real team. Obviously, with Dodd Zagorowski, like that's a huge loss. But um, I mean, you don't get to be a top ten team without having some backup firepower as well. And St. John's was just like I don't know. To me, there there wasn't any magic in St. John's this year. Even being home at the Garden in the Big East tournament is kind of like, yeah, okay, it, it's it's happening. You won a game. I, I didn't see it happening. I, I was I would have been absolutely shocked if they would have pulled that off. Man. But I guess at this point, we'll never know. I, I got to go. I'm sorry, bro. I got to go with Chris on this one. I was looking. just No, I'm saying just watching the game because I'm looking at it. And I'm just like their energy. And it, it would have been great to see. I'm sorry. It would have been great for the conference. Nothing against Creighton. I love what they did this year. But to see St. John's winning that game. But the wild part was like there was no fans for St. John's there. Like, Creighton had everybody. Like Creighton had like a fan section, like an entire fan section, and they were Still like at that point, yeah, exactly, okay. like five St. John's fans. Like it just, it, it was ridiculous. But I, I gotta go with Chris. Seems Lewis. seems like most uh, most Big East games with St. John's. There's only five of them. <laughs> That's a damn shame. That's a damn. Shame. <laughs> oh man, I, I remember a few years ago when they were good. And then they had uh, oh, I can't remember his name, but he was uh, like pre Mullen era too. They had a little run, and it's like all right, maybe they're putting it together and just. It hasn't come together at this point. Tomorrow, uh Rashid Jordan or um damn, damn. No, he had, yeah, bunch, he had a bunch of tats. No, 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 no. He had a bunch of tats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Why can't I I'm, I'm blanking on his name. I'm, I'm totally blanking, blanking too. I know exactly who you're talking about. All right, this hold on. I, I gotta look this up. This is the beauty of being at home doing these. Like you can just look it right up. Hold on. Yo, he... All right, I can see that. It's crazy. He had told us, like, at his, the end of his last game, he was just like, I never beat Villanova, and that really bothers me. Like, he had never beaten, like, in his career. But he was a monster, like, an absolute monster. What is this damn kid's name? D'Angelo Harrison. D'Angelo yes. Harrison. Yes. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, D'Angelo Harrison. All right, all right, so. That dude was legit. He was, he's, he's tough. He's still, he's still hooping overseas. He's still open up. Like he's a certified bucket. All right. Next game. It was Butler versus Providence. And my hot take, you know, outside of Marquette doing some things, was that like Providence was going to make a run. They won their yeah. last six games yeah. going into the Big East tournament. What did y'all see from that? We're literally just going to run through the bracket. Of yeah. a so, so, I, so I'll spoil. I had Providence winning the whole Big East tournament, but, wow. but, but, so as a result, I had Providence beaten Butler. Um, um, Providence was playing, in my opinion, better basketball than anybody in the conference. Yes. The entire last few weeks of the conference. Yes. Seton Hall was faltering. We played all right down the stretch, good enough to obviously grab a share. Um, but we got beaten at home by Providence, and they kind of made us look bad. Yes. Um, and I just saw Providence as the team on a run. They seemed on a mission. Ed Cooley always has them playing well by the time they get into the Big East tournament. They always overperform in the Big East tournament. Yeah. Uh, and, and as a result, I just saw them coming in. I saw a weaker Creighton on their side of the bracket. I thought St. John's was going to win that game anyway. 
and I thought Providence was going to storm to a victory over Butler because I just didn't see Butler as hot start and then kind of leveled off. I feel like they reached their peak. Mm. Oh, yeah. Butler was really – I mean, they had actually won a couple in a row to end the season, but, they, I mean, they weren't good wins. It was like DePaul and St. John's. Yeah. They had been kind of terrible, Chris, to your point before that. Like, they had – they got – ranked I guess what was it number five or something like that and it just went all downhill from there so I'm with you like there I didn't think there's any chance Butler was going to win that game Providence was too hot Butler was too cold yeah also in these situations in the Big East tournament I am I I put emphasis on teams that don't have to I mean a lot of teams do air travel anyway but I put emphasis on teams that don't have to travel Mm -hmm. by air to New York so like so like Providence St. John's Seton Hall, Villanova always seem to overperform versus the teams from the Midwest. I never thought about that. That's low key a cheat sheet. I didn't even I didn't even think like we had that advantage. I never thought about because everybody travels to everybody's house, you know, for a game. I never thought about like, all right, everybody has to come to New York. Damn. I was gonna say you could you can validate that because you having done it, like like, hey, like is it it's like a, probably a pain in the ass that you get on a plane, especially because all you guys are tall, too. It's yeah, but like you're place. there for a couple of days. But I, I could see how I could kind of mess with you. I could see how I could kind of mess with you. All right, next one. DePaul versus Villanova. And DePaul had pulled off that upset uh, against Xavier. And I, I, I just, uh, whatever. I that way. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. I mean, we, yeah. we don't even need to talk about me. Vill- Villanova wins this one. Villanova yeah. wins this one on the back of, of Sadiq. Sadiq, I didn't get any preseason Big East accolades bay. Mm. Like, unreal. Yeah. I like you that. want to talk about the biggest crime from, from the preseason was clearly the lack of inclusion of Sadiq Bay on, on, their, on their watch lists. That was okay. insane. Okay. That was absolutely insane. Hold on, just real quick. We're definitely going to get into players later because that was the deck part. It was several players that we have to talk about what they were going to do. But yeah. just real quick, Sadiq, do y'all think that they kind of like – underestimated him or do you think is it fair to say that he kind of shocked a lot of people this year because i'm sorry Uh, like uh, i love sadiq but i did not expect this year that he put together from look i mean i I think the year he put together definitely over outperformed expectations yeah so he he did surprise some people but the fact of the matter is he was a preseason julia serving or yeah preseason julia serving a preseason wooden award watch list so like the national media kind of had it right but then the Big East just didn't have him on there, which absolutely yeah. shocked me because they've seen him more yeah. than anybody else. I just didn't understand it. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, D-Ray, to your point. I get it that I think that Sadiq outperformed expectations. However, when you looked at what the team was last year, so Booth and Pascal are, are gone from graduation, then who comes up next? It was obvious that it was going to be Gillespie, Bay and Samuels just knowing Jay right and knowing yeah. how he coaches and knowing that it's always like the next set of old guys kind of kind of leads the charge going into next year so you had to look at the team and go down the list and say who was really good well Bay had a really good freshman year so he could be and he's got the size and the, and the stature and the strength he could be really good this year and on top of that like with how prominent Villanova's been over the last five years there's really just no excuse to not have a Villanova player who looks like it can be that part on yeah. the list, at least for a watch. Yeah. Like this is preseason stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's weird. It was weird that he wasn't on that list. And that being said, I'm going back to the game. I agree with Rob that 
Sadiq was the, would be the difference maker there over DePaul. And I, we, we blew them out at DePaul uh, a f- several weeks ago, and I just didn't see it playing out any differently. Okay. Uh, uh, Marquette versus Seton Hall. And this was everybody's game. I'm so happy it was the mm. last one. This was the game that everybody was like, yes, because it was the last time that we were going to see on the college level Marcus Howard and Miles Powell square off. What did y'all see from that game? And I'm sorry, something about like Marquette just bothered me. Like it just, it's just, I felt like they weren't done. I just, I felt like I wouldn't have been shocked they would have beat Seton Hall that night. That's I think, crazy I think you're going to find some vocal opposition from, from the two of us. Okay. All right. All right. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Um, Chris, do you want to leave this one off or you want me to? Yeah, let me just lead this one off. Can I feel I like I'm about to get pod? jumped, but go ahead. <laughs> D-Ray, can I curse on your pod? Yeah, go ahead. Fuck it. Yeah, let me just start off by saying fuck Steve Wojciechowski. <laughs> because I don't like him at all. Uh-huh. Um, not, a, not a fan. If you listen to the pod, you know he's probably our public enemy number yeah. one. <laughs> I don't understand how two players on his team last year, I'm still mad about this, how he lost two players who played the most minutes after Marcus Howard, how you lose guys to transfer. Okay. To me, that's like, just like, there's something in the water there okay. that doesn't make sense. That being said, Marquette, at the end of the day, came down to a one-dimensional situation of put the ball in Howard's hands and let him shoot and, and, or try and make a play, and they didn't really have anywhere to go elsewhere. Um, whereas Seton Hall was a complete team. Um, they had Powell, but they had Gill down low, defensive player of the year. Um, although I think Creighton's Tyshawn Alexander has something to say about that. Um, and then, and then you also had all the other guys on that team who were, um, who were, who were killing it towards the end of the year. I'm, I am a big fan of Seton Hall. I also think that one thing that you might be discounting is the arena factor where the fans in the stands for Seton Hall are the craziest. They're yes. the most amped of any fans that are show up to the garden. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we probably show up in the highest what number. Is, is that Villanova fans? I'm shocked yeah. to hear that. Villanova fans show up in the highest number. They, Villanova they fans did, are there. Yeah, yeah but, but the Seton but Hall fans are the loudest. And no, Providence it's the, is the second loudest. The passion factor. And it's, cra- yo, it's, cra- it's crazy you say that. Like when somebody asked me, was like, what are the three places? They were like, just name like three places that you hated playing the most. I was like, off rip. Hated going to Butler, like Hinkle Hell House. I'm sorry, it just it just had yep. nightmares of that place, uh, yep. the Duncan Center in Providence. Because of the way that, like, once you go up there and see it, the way that building's constructed, it's made to be intimidating. Everything is black. <laughs> the fans feel like they're right on top of you. You can't see some of them, but you can hear them, and they are some of the most vulgar people in your life. But yep. some of the most is just Providence. The most yep. was Seton Hall. The things that we would hear during those games, <laughs> like unholy. Like they was yeah. the raunchiest people. All right, all right. So Welcome I, to New Jersey. Welcome to New say, Jersey. I like it. I respect it. All right, all right. So <laughs> I'll, I'll give y'all that. So Seton Hall, okay. So Seton Hall makes it past them. That means that Seton Hall. And, and, and I will say, like Marquette lost six of seven coming into the tournament too. Yeah, like it yeah, was not, not yeah. a good run. Yeah, I, I'll, sh- I'll shut the hell up. That was a hot take. I'm sorry. I was just trying to spice <laughs> things up. Content, content, content. This, this was all clickbait. Um, <laughs> all right, so moving on to the semis, moving on to the semis, y'all would have had, obviously, Creighton smoking, uh, well, I know y'all, if we put a vote, mm. it, it's three of us, because Rob, you said that, you know, you could see it, Chris, you said you I couldn't, say, so. I said Creighton, yeah. He said, okay, okay, so Creighton, 
and Providence. Providence. Chris, you already said that you have Providence. Rob, you agree? Uh, I, I could see it. Um, you know, I think the, the matchup is, you know, a, a down Creighton team, again, down without Zagorowski against Providence is a different game than a down Creighton team against St. John. So okay. yeah, I could see, I could see Providence getting that done and uh, getting a little, a uh, little March, ma- a large March magic for these guys. Like Keep that, in like mind that. also Providence on six thirty on Friday is, is intense. Yeah. That's in, in, in the garden. Yeah. Semifinal semifinal night is the best night yes. of, of the Big East tournament. Yes. So like this was the night that I mean this is what I was looking forward to this Friday where you get in there you're in the garden at six o'clock after a long day of work and the beers start flowing and yes. everything's happening and it's a it's it's the best time and you could saddle up. I know for me I would be in there I'd be in the garden watching that game. God. Um, yeah, I know. It's 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 really painful when you think about it. But Fucking Corona, man. But I would have had Providence beating Creighton, Creighton pretty uh pretty comfortably actually. Probably Damn. by more probably by 10 to 15. Damn. So I, I like no, I'm not going to say I, I like Providence. People forget like Providence when they realigned the Big East, Providence won that first one. People forget the days like Bryce Cotton cuz Chris Dunn was so Oh yeah. But like they won that first tournament. When we got yeah, was, and they had to win. That was that was his first NCAA tournament, I think. Yeah, man. So like people, they they definitely have some experience there. 2018, they pushing over to the limit. You know, like Providence, y- y'all are right. Providence definitely has some experience. All right, so that moves Providence to the finals, and that means the other semifinal game comes down to Villanova and Seahawks. Oh man, yeah. I'm gonna be honest. To me, that game was a coin flip. Oh yeah, it was a coin flip. Yeah. I can't. I, I can't. I want to say as a Villanovan, like they would have won. And don't get me wrong. I do. Th- like in my heart of hearts, I do think they would have won because, like, how many times we've got there with them and got through. You know what I mean? But like, that was a coin flip, and it was a rematch from last year. So, what did y'all see from that game? I was gonna go. I think I. I can't remember if I predicted this on our pod or not, but I was gonna go Hall on this one. I think there's. I think there was probably a little bit of fire under Seton Hall having more or less given away the Big East regular season title that I think they wanted. They wanted at least one outright title to get it done. And I mean, the, the team is so solid at this point. And frankly, like I, I mean, they were a little bit inconsistent. I was going to say they tended to be a little bit more consistent, I thought, throughout the year than we did. So my nod goes to Seton Hall on this one. So, so on the surface, like I, I'm going to actually go – ask a question back to you D-Red but on the surface I agree with your nod that it's a coin flip Mm -hmm. on the podcast that we had I predicted Hall beating us Mm -hmm. my reasoning for that um, and I didn't articulate this well in the pod but my reasoning for that was we had won the last week so I literally thought that whatever the result of the of the game in Newark was going to be the reverse result um, in MSG Mm -hmm. just because revenge factor um especially because we beat Powell on his senior night. I thought he was going to come back and that was going to be his like his comeback moment um, to take it back in the garden in New York, et cetera. But I have a question for you. Go ahead. The Big East tournament pre the new conference was always like a, at least a four game. It was almost like a, always a four game gauntlet, not a three game uh, gauntlet. And I always got the sense that like once we were definitely certain to make the tournament, 
that we necessarily, I don't want to say don't care. I know Jay Wright's competitive. I know the whole team's competitive. Everyone wants to win every game. But it almost felt like it was like, why tire yourselves out? That was a notion that existed prior to the new Big East. Why tire your legs out when you got the big dance coming the next week? Yeah. And, and my question is like, pretty much unless we ran and blew everyone out on the way to a Big East tournament championship, and on top of that, other teams losing, we were pretty much set as going into the big dance as a three seed. Like it pretty much win DePaul and you're pretty much set because because if you lose at that point, you're losing to a tournament team like a DePaul. I mean, sorry, like a Seton Hall, Jesus, um, or a Creighton or a Providence or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so I was just curious, like, is there does that ever happen where you guys are playing and you're just like, well, yeah, the Big East tournament means a lot to us, but really we, we, we know we're set for the NCAAs and we want to stay fresh for that. Hell no. No, no. I love it. I love it. No, no. Like, you I'm know, glad. I'm so glad. For, for us to be completely honest, the, the regular season was the most important because the regular season um, is the day in and day out. That's what you spend the most time in. And that was something we really valued. Like... You know, don't get me wrong, every championship is important while you're in it, but the regular season was really like, that's, you know, like you, you got to see everybody twice. It was no, to me, that's like, that's the weekday. And like the Biggie tournament was the weekend. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was just, as far as taking care of business go, which Lord knows, like that's what it was. It was the regular season. The Biggie tournament though, when we lost that, we were crushed. Like we were yeah. crushed. Like, I remember like my junior year, the championship year, when we lost to Seton Hall, um, yeah. you know, in that last game, like that hurt. And I can honestly say that the, the championship wouldn't have happened without that loss. I know y'all have heard that a million times, but like, I have to reiterate that. Like that loss woke us up the last little bit we needed to make that year what it was. So no, no, there is. Well, no- yeah, but there's a difference though. And I'm not, I'm not debating what you're saying, but there's a difference though, between playing in the game. Right, yeah. you played the the championship game, so yeah. your legs are tired anyway. So there's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> they might as well go out and win at that point, versus yeah. versus not even getting to that game. But I, I, yeah, I'm I'm happy to hear that. I mean, obviously, as a fan, we want to win the Big East tournament. That's the best week in the in the whole city. So yeah, I was about to say like that. To, it was no. If we're playing, we're trying to win. But I, I see, I see what you say. I see how that could kind of be put together. I, I really see how that could be kind of put together. We would just. Like you said, there's a bunch of competitors who, you know, come there naturally with it. But then obviously he he pushes it home that much more. And it was just like, no, no. If we're on the floor, we're trying to win. All right. So that means that final would have came down to, y'all were saying Seton Hall and Providence. And Chris, yep, that's what I had. Chris, you're taking Providence. I was taking Providence, yeah. Which is, nah. which is weird. Which is weird because as I'm thinking about it now, I'm playing back Miles Powell's last hurrah. And I'm think and I'm rethinking that. Um, but yeah, can you imagine that? Like, I mean, you're saying yeah. Miles Powell and like that team gets knocked off by Providence, who at that point has won nine in a row, ten in a row. Yeah. So I mean, like, uh, you're, yeah. you're you're play. It's interesting statistics you're playing that at that been point. A crazy ass game. Oh my god. I would love that game. Providence versus Hall for the Big East Championship. As much as I would have loved to be in the Big East Championship. I would have loved that. I would have watched that game. There's some times where, like, when we lose, yeah. I'm like done. I'm like, I don't want to watch. I'd say the tournament's over in my book. Like, yeah, I would. It doesn't matter. I'd be watching. I'd be watching the championship game. 
Miles Powell is must see TV, man. We wanted yeah. to watch that guy, and yeah. I was rooting for him too. He was. He, he's such a. It's like his career, and the fact that we have both of them at the same time, and that's actually perfect. Like Rob, you actually just segued me right into my next thing. After you know, we talk about the teams and all that. I really want to focus on several players, uh, namely Sadiq, Miles Powell, Marcus Howard. And Kamar Baldwin, who really didn't get yeah. talked about a lot. But those mm-hmm. were four guys who I was very interested to see, uh, you know, what they did. And we'll actually, we'll stay on Miles Powell. The night before, he has the he wins the player of the year. You know, he's talking about how he wants to go out, you know, on top and, and everything that they're doing. And he, he wanted to finish the year the right way. He felt like they were a Final Four team, if not a national championship team. And as Villanovan, obviously, that's the last thing I wanted to hear. It was just like, what? Like, all right, bro, like, okay, <laughs> thank you, but get the hell out of here. But obviously, as a, a fan of the Big East and just East Coast basketball for what it is, like, that would be great for the conference. That would be great for the area to see somebody else make it. What did y'all see from him um, from that tournament just as a whole? It could be his average. It could be just anything. Like, what did y'all see from him performance-wise in that tournament? Yeah, I, I mean, saw – Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Rob. I mean, I was just going to say, like, I think I think that was Powell's, like, we're just dialing this in and, like, we're going to – I'm going to give everything I have. And yeah. obviously, like, I think I alluded to it earlier, like, the regular season did not end the way he or, or the rest of the Seton Hall fans wanted it to end. Yeah. And I expected him to just come out absolutely blazing in the Big East and carry that forward into March, too. Like, he was going to put that team on his back and, and get it done, in my mind. Yeah. Yeah, what I saw from this year's Seton Hall team, Rob and I have joked in the past versus prior year Seton Hall teams, is that Seton Hall teams in the past seemed to go through a year where there was like team infighting. Oh my god! <laughs> and it was they like, hit that like every every February, every like yeah, late January, early February. We always used to joke that oh, Seton Hall has hit the team infighting portion of the <laughs> schedule, where it's like Willard's out there berating them to the media, and the players are like, oh man, we don't even care. Like, and then, and then, you know, they usually resolve those issues by March, but this team didn't have it. Um, And, and I saw this team as really connected. I actually kind of viewed this team, the Seton Hall team, as similar to uh, your guys' 16 Nova team in, in a lot of ways, in a lot of ways, like you had great guards, you had great inside play. Um, They had great, they had great guards, they had great inside play. Um, they had guys who can shoot. They had mm-hmm. they had up and comers, and they had and they had a guy, and they had a dude yeah. um, with 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 Miles Powell. So I just really thought that he, that he would have carried them. Um, you know, could have they have lost in the in the championship game? I mean, I I kind of had it because I th- I saw Providence just on a heater, uh, but maybe that would have like you guys uh, could have woken them up for the NCAA's. I actually. I would have been rooting pretty hard for Seton Hall in the NCAA tournament this year. Yeah. Yeah, they, they were my second team. I wanted to go far first. Obviously, they'll never. Okay, all right. Marcus Howard. What did y'all see? Uh, I wish he played for a different – I wish he laced them up for a different team. I would like him a lot more. Um, it's unfortunate because I think Marcus Howard, just every interview that I saw, everything I heard about him, just a great kid and obviously a hell of a basketball player. Just an just an impossible guy to guard, just a total bucket, yeah. and and he is a seemed like a good kid. I just think that 
that that that the problem with that team was always the coach. Yeah. Um, and it didn't seem like, you know, how you guys with with Jay, like sometimes you, I, I see like it gets out of control a little bit, and Jay almost, Jay almost seems like he kind of puts his hand out, like all right, calm down, calm down, attitude, attitude. Yeah. It seemed like Woj is too up and down with the way he with the way he coaches. Like he gets on a real, he gets real hot, and yeah. then and then almost kind of like and then kind of de- gets dejected at points. And he doesn't balance his emotions enough. And so I'm not sure. I, I like I saw Howard as a great player, and maybe they could have made one a game or two on the back of his scoring in the yeah. NCAA's. Um, and maybe maybe they put up a fight against Eaton Hall with because he's so skilled. But I don't know. I'm just I just struggle because I think he was dealt a bad hand with the coach. Yeah. Well, and I'll take it aside from the coach too. Like it was a bit of a one man team. I mean, Howard averaged. Like, I'm just looking at like 28 points a game, which yeah. is absolutely insane, right? Yeah. It's like the guy scores like nobody else. But then you've got, you know, their number two is, is Sekar Anna. Like good player by all means, but he's not showing up on, on all Big East watch lists and stuff like that. So it just wasn't – the supporting cast makes it, I think, very challenging for him and for that team to, uh, to really move forward from a, an overall tournament perspective, especially this year. You know, last year with the house should have been a different story but it wasn't so yeah i don't know i i saw his his tournament run coming to an end pretty early both in the big east and then uh in uh in the big dance too okay uh all right come on ball yeah so so i'll 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 go take maybe a slightly less obvious take so we had providence beating butler um in that in that quarterfinal um in the big east tournament Mm -hmm. but I saw Butler making a sweet 16 run this year. Um, Yeah. I think the big East was the best conference in the country. And so Mm -hmm. I think that, I think that they would have gotten underseated. I think they might've been like a six or seven. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm correct, probably a six. And I think that they could have easily beaten an 11 and then, and then they would have been coming up on a three seed and, 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 you know, they beat us. We were three seed, like Seton Hall is a three seed. Like, yeah. So they, they've seen a lot of quote unquote three seeds yeah. and so, and, and beat them. So I actually can see Providence beating a weaker team, like a Louisville or like somewhere on that three line. I'm, you know, I'm at this point with the season gone, I'm not hundred percent sure who was there, but <clears throat> I could see, I could see a Seton Hall have been beating that big 10 team, something like that. Yeah. Reach the sweet 16. Yeah. Kamar, Kamar Baldwin's an interesting guy. Cause he was, you know, got a lot of press last year as well. Um, and, you know, by all, by all means and all definitions, like a great player. Definitely, I think, ended up flying a little bit under the radar towards the end of the season. And I think that probably coincided with Butler's swoon. Like, had they not, had they not finished the season in kind of the, the rocky way that they did, he probably would have gotten a, a little bit more press. I mean, his, his last game, he had 36 points. Like, the guy, the guy could score, right? Mm-hmm. Um so uh, to me, it was, uh, I don't know. I, I didn't expect a, a ton from him from in the tournament just because he has been a little bit quieter, mm-hmm. um, but it is what it is at this point. Uh, uh, last player and the most interesting case, because we had talked about this uh, on, on y'all show and obviously there's a lot of things just kind of floating around his name with this. Um, Sadiq. Sadiq was in a very unique position and I think for anybody I have to feel for anybody for this season and in the rugby it's 
it's him. Because he was in a very unique position where a lot of people were saying him making the jump to the NBA depended on his play in the conference tournament and his play in the NCAA tournament. And I agree. I felt like he's one of those guys that if they killed in the conference tournament and they killed in the NCAA tournament, I straight, I straight up said, I said, he's not coming back. It's going to be a situation where people are going to be so impressed. They're going to be like, he has to go. Um, maybe not even late first round, maybe a lottery pick or like in the early 20s, but like he's going he's gonna to have to go if he performs well. What did y'all see from him during this tournament? I think that was, I think that's spot on. Like, I mean, we saw it all season, like especially towards the latter half of the season, he was, looked like he was just playing at a different level than everybody else. Like he was playing an NBA game, playing against college kids. He got what he wanted. He was shooting absolutely insane. And the increased exposure with the conference tournament and then certainly in the NCAA tournament, I think people, it just would have elevated it to another level. And people would have been like, oh yeah, this is a no brainer for him. Assuming, you know, Villanova makes it to the sweet 16 type thing. It's just too much spotlight. And I have to imagine he was going to perform really strongly in both those i'm not sure that sadiq doesn't go regardless um i think he had a big enough year and it's not like you know like you guys did the ground you guys laid the groundwork now the scouts pay attention to villanova so like so like the the, every game there was notes of oh a lot of scouts here today a lot of scouts here i heard before every single game um watching watching sadiq bay and it's it's a combination of a like his shot looks a little bit awkward, but he hit at such a high clip. Yeah, it was, it was bonkers, and 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 so like that didn't interrupt like Lonzo Ball, who I know was like an incredible passer, great court vision, quick, etc. So there was a lot there, but like, but but he hit shots at a high clip. He could he could dribble. He's a great defender. Um, and 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 com- combine that with his body, and I just think that he was. I think he was. I think he's ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I mean, I, I assume he's going to test the waters, um, and and kind of go and feel out the process. Probably get invited to the combine, um, and in the whole nine hours. Who knows when the timing of all this is going to be? By the way, mm-hmm. um, and 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 I think he'll end up getting the look and getting told like, Hey, you're going to go like top 20, 25 and he'll end up and he'll end up leaving because you should go get paid. Especially with the fact that this class is weaker than yeah. in theory than next year's class. Um, obviously if he comes back, then book your tickets to wherever the final four is next year, because it's over game over. Yeah. Um, as far as his performance in the, Big East tournament, yeah, I saw more of the same. But the thing is that I love about Villanova and why I think they would have actually made – why we actually – I think we would have made a pretty – a decent run, Sweet 16 Elite Eight um, run in the NCAA tournament is because it's not one guy. Like, yeah, Bay would likely go off 15, 20, 25. Wouldn't surprise you if you went for 30 in any one given game. But another game, Colin could, you know, drop six threes and Mm – come out of nowhere Samuels can be all over the map or 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 J-Rob can go for 15 and 15 in a heartbeat um or it could all happen at once so Mm -hmm. you know I think what you'd see there is maybe not necessarily a ton of games where Sadiq just runs everyone over 
um, and more just like his commitment to the team and willingness to defer to guys who can get it done besides him. That's fair. That's fair. I, I don't know if he would have left, but I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. And I, I completely forgot, like, you can test the waters in the sense of, like, really jumping your stock. Like, even Dante, like, the year that, you know, 2018, like, once he went to the, the, the combine and he had his workouts, like, you heard it went from, oh, this kid might be a early, you know, second round, maybe late first round to – Oh no, he's a 17th pick. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like, to jump yeah. out of the out of the roof. Yeah. Exactly. Once they yeah. get those measurements, and Lord knows Sadiq, like from his body to his vertical, like he had all the the, the tangible numbers. All right, man. Shit. Thank y'all, man. Thank y'all. We definitely got to continue this conversation. Um, we got to figure out the NCAA tournament. That's going to take a lot of planning on my part, as far as like <laughs> who will be what seed. We might just steal the ball. Who just said like it might be a 16 team roster, but. Thank y'all, man. Thank y'all for coming on. Like I said, we definitely got to continue this conversation as March goes on about what is, because this this time of year is, it's already so many predictions and shit, bets, to call it what it is, uh, around this time of year, but, you know, not having this tournament and you can't help but think, like, what could have happened? No doubt. Oh, man. Thank y'all, man. Thank y'all for being on. And I do have to ask y'all, like, what do y'all want people to stay tuned with? I know there's a lot right now because and ain't nothing going on with live sports, but what do y'all want people to stay tuned with? Yeah, so we have a couple of interesting things. So first off, we did a great interview with you mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. We still want hey. people to check that out because that was great. That was um, awesome. The, we interviewed uh, Daniel Shefu, um, who had just an insane story coming back from Japan yes. and then being in New York. Then Chris like, got, yeah, then Chris got yeah, sick, and he was scared. Chris got, yeah. It was like the coronavirus is following <laughs> chef and so he's just keeps running away from it um and and it's a really interesting podcast given the current moment and environment i really would ask people to listen to that because it's it's a pretty special episode and then one more plug we did an interview a couple weeks ago which we haven't dropped yet because it hasn't felt right with everything going on with uh with chuck everson from the 1985 team yes and just a just a real emotional interview talking about his relationship with uh coach massimino um his relationship with all the guys um current and former villanova basketball players um and really just a a a special interview um different tonally than what we normally do but 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 really impressive nonetheless um we're going to be dropping that relatively soon we're just trying to find the right time given everything that's been going on in the country Yeah. yeah All right, man. Bet that. Like I said, thank y'all, man. And stay tuned with everything they got going on. Like I said, this is Chris and Rob from the 440 Podcast. Just two amazing dudes, amazing Villanovans, but just great basketball minds, too. Like I said, I've always said to y'all, like, I love it. I'm serious. Oh, man. I'm serious. You, you don't have to lie. You don't have to lie. No, oh, no, no, man. No, I'm dead ass because it's like you, you hear people who, you know, you hear fans talk about the game and it's like some – I'm sorry, especially my position. Like people all the time are supposed to be like, Y'all should do this. Y'all should do that. And I'm talking about at Lower Marion and Villanova. Like, y'all should do this. Y'all should do that. Y'all should do this. Y'all should do that. And it's like, man, if you don't shut your ass up, like, you don't know what you're talking about. But with y'all, like, <laughs> y'all can genuinely see, like, y'all take the time to study the game. Y'all watch it. Y'all know it. Y'all breathe it. Y'all live it, like, through and through. So, like I said, just thank y'all for 
offering a, a correct and, and valuable perspective and all this damn noise. You know what I mean? <laughs> seriously, seriously, man. Thank you. Uh, appreciate, appreciate you um, thinking that we're smarter than we are. But oh, thank you. Shit, y'all got me fooled then. Shit. It, it, does, it doesn't reflect our, uh, our talent on the court level. That's for sure. <laughs> no. Y'all motherfuckers. All right, man. Thank y'all. I got to run, but like I said, we're definitely going to continue this conversation. This has been uh, Chris and Rob from the 440 Podcast on Stay Tuned with D-Ray and Stay Tuned with them and everything they got going on. Thanks a lot.